on the 10th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 10 lords a-leaping. So obviously, Katie, the very first thing that leapt into my mind was <laughs> Michael Flatley, a.k.a. Lord of the Dance. Lord of the Dance. Yes! So Michael Flatley led me down, not personally, just emotionally. He led me down a rabbit hole of Irish dance videos on YouTube and here we are. <laughs> so Irish dance, Katie, as we know it, aka like Michael Flatley, river dance. Mm-hmm. This is the result of thousands of years of migration and invasion. Every time people migrated or invaded the area that we now know as Ireland, they brought with them their dance and music. Some of the very first practitioners of Irish dance were the Druids, who danced in religious rituals that honored the sun and oak trees. That's from my research. Oak trees was very specific. Oh, yes. They don't. They love their oak trees. That is for certain. Sun Mm -hmm. and oak trees. Nothing else. (laughs) So when the Celts arrived from Central Europe more than 2,000 years ago, they brought their own folk dances with them. Around 400 AD, you have Christian priests incorporating pagan rituals into their practices as well as peasants developing their own folk dances. Then, of course, there was the Anglo-Norman conquest in the 12th century, which, of course, brought Norman customs and culture to Ireland, including their own dance and music. During the mid-16th century, dances were performed in the great halls of the newly built castles. Some of the dances were adapted by the 16th century English invaders and brought to the court of Queen Elizabeth. Which one, Katie? Everyone's favorite. The OG. The OG. Um, And this, of course, included the forerunner of the present day, Reel. Irish dancing was accompanied by music played on the bagpipes and the harp. In the houses of the Anglo-Irish aristocracy, the master often joined with servants in some of the dances. Dancing was also performed during wakes. The mourners would follow each other around the coffin dancing to bagpipe music. Wait. They would literally dance around the coffin. They literally would dance circles around the dead person, Katie. Yes. Oh, my. It was during the 18th century, however, that the dancing master appeared in Ireland. The dancing master, Katie, was a wandering dancing teacher who would travel from village to village in a district (laughs) teaching dance to peasants. Dance masters were pretty flamboyant characters and they would wear bright mm-hmm. clothes and they actually carried staffs with them so that you knew they meant business. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cindy. I'm just picturing like a very foppish man <laughs> literally going from village to village. Who wants to dance? You want to dance. Get on the dance floor. Yes. <laughs> and he, he, he bangs his staff on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah. And then everyone starts dancing and they can't stop. It's a little bit a little bit of Pied Piper, a little bit of, you know, dancing plague combined. When dance masters ran into each other at fairs, they would challenge each other to public dancing <laughs> contests that only ended, Katie, when one of them dropped from exhaustion. So literal dance battles. Exactly. <laughs> dance dance revolution. <laughs> That's incredible. So here's the thing. 
Each dance master had his own district and he would never interfere on another <laughs> dance master's territory. However, occasionally a dance master would be kidnapped by residents of a neighboring village. Would they they kidnap them because they wanted they they wanted like you're so good I want you yes. I need to have you dance like yes. oh I didn't know if it was that or if it was like like in high school when you steal the other town's mascot <laughs> they shove him in a locker like we, we don't we don't know where your dance master is he shows up at the next football game it's like let me out. <laughs> <laughs> Although it does sort of give a new meaning to dance moms, right? Yeah. <laughs> Picture the TV show Dance Moms, Dance Masters. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that reality show <laughs> if they were to wander from town to town teaching people how to dance and they had to watch out for roving bands of like rival dance masters. Oh my God, Cindy, we have the next block. Buster we have show to, slash movie. We have to get this copyrighted right now, Katie. Right now. Yeah, right I'm, now. I'm doing it right Not. now. If you've ever seen Riverdance, you'll know that there's different kinds of dances that are performed. Performed. There's yeah. uh, solo dancers, there's partner dances, and there's group dances. So group dances were actually developed by dance masters to hold the interests of less talented students and to give them a chance to have fun. So basically, people like me. I appreciate your humbleness. I appreciate that. Solo dancers, on the other hand, were held in very high esteem. So much so that doors were actually taken off of hinges and placed on the ground for these solo dancers to perform on. I guess because they didn't want them performing like on dirt. Like they had to have like their own mm. nice clean place to perform. The various types of Irish dances were developed and modified over the centuries. If you attend an Irish dance nowadays called a fesh, I believe it's called. Hold on, I'm looking mm -hmm. it up. Fesh. A fesh, yeah, I was right. So the various types of Irish dances were developed and modified over the centuries. If you attend an Irish dance nowadays called a fesh, you'll see jigs, reels, hornpipes, sets, half sets, polkas, and step dances. So that's kind of like a little brief history of Irish dance, Katie. Now, obviously, I have to give you a few fun facts about Michael Flatley, the lord of the dance. I would be disappointed. My Christmas would be ruined if you didn't. So thank you, Cindy. You're welcome. For indulging me. Fact number one, Michael Flatley is a native of Southside Chicago. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is not from Ireland, which was a shock to me. <laughs> I guess I've never heard him talk. You know what? Never. I haven't either. I haven't either. I just... I. When I think about it, I imagine it. I imagine it. I just give him an Irish brogue, like. No, no, he's from Chicago. Oh my. He's from Chicago. And he also is an amateur boxer. Oh. Or he was when he was well, he's... a teenager. Yeah. Well, quick on his feet then, oh. right? Speaking of quick on his feet, did mm -hmm. you know in May 1989, Flatley set a Guinness Book world record for tapping speed at 28 taps per second. 
And then he went on to break his own record in 1998 with 35 taps per second. Does he still maintain it to this day or has he been out tapped? <gasps> Katie, how have I not? Let's look up. Let's look up my uh, Guinness. Book of World, World Records. Fastest record. tap. He's also a master flautist. And he has his own album, his own fluting album called On a Different Note. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think he still holds it. Uh, yeah, he still holds it. Wow. I did not know that Michael Flatley was so... Oh. oh. Uh-oh. 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 What? Uh-oh. Flatley rival taps into controversy over fastest feet claim. <gasps> James Devine. Devine? Scottish. Mm. I think they need to have a tap off. Tap off. Tap off. Tap off. Tap off. Tap off. <laughs> so, Michael Flatley, if you happen to listen to this podcast, we demand a tap off. Your honor is at stake. <laughs> and we'll give you a Not Another History podcast sticker. Yes. In 1991, Michael Flatley was the youngest person to be named one of National Geographic Society's living treasures. For mastery of a traditional art form by a living person. He's like right up there with like the the remains of Petra. Like that's that's something. And that, Katie, is the brief history of Irish dance. That was fantastic. I'm giving you a little jig of approval, Cindy. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs>